asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing creating a money roadmap. What's up, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone listening. To all of our listeners. I hope everyone rang it in in style. Fortunately, our little neighborhood of East Atlanta had fireworks at 8 p.m. So I could take the girls <laughs> and didn't have to stay up too late. Yeah, dude. That actually was organized by a, a dad in the neighborhood. And I was talking to him a few weeks ago. And he was talking about how it was his intention to be able to have a, a fireworks show. And before that, to go out to eat with his family. And so, boom. You got dinner with the family. Fireworks show, then off to bed, get those kids to sleep, you know, before the uh, actual real shenanigans. And, kick, my, and myself off. to sleep, let's be honest, man. I mean, you know, I go to bed early. I go to We're bed early these days. Men. Hey, it's the new year. We're, uh, we got to kick off that Duolingo 
challenge each other to that Spanish off. Oh, good point. How do we measure the results of something like that? I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it yet. So. Yeah. Well, we talked about that in a recent episode where amazing free apps that exist out there to learn stuff and, and Duolingo is one of them. I'm sure most people out there have heard of it, but you can learn a language for free, which is incredible and yeah. just a game changer. Balls in your court though. So kick it off, challenge me and uh, we'll see see where it goes. Do they have like a words with friends mode on, Duol- on Duolingo? Yeah. Well, that's actually what I want to, to, to do, right? Yeah. I wanted to do it like the uh, old school Game Boy with the Tetris and you could link them. There we go. And take the little plug and connect the two uh, Game Boys. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, for sure. Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can do. It takes me back. All right, Joel. And then before we uh, get into the beer, we've got a friend of the show, a listener, David out in Seattle. He responded to one of our posts uh, about a recent episode where we talked about how there's secondary costs associated with pretty much any purchase. And dude, he put together a pretty sweet little spreadsheet comparing the secondary costs associated with owning a car in Seattle versus all the costs associated with him using alternative commuting methods. And so everything from, you know, bike maintenance to, you know, Ubers to Lyfts to zip cars, I guess if they're if they're going out of town, that sort of thing. And did you see that? Yeah, I appreciated yeah. his thoughtfulness in kind of listing it all out. And it wasn't any super fancy spreadsheet or anything like that. It was basic, but you know what? It did the it did the job. It helped him to see that over five years time, if he were to go with buying even a used car, even a pretty inexpensive used yeah, car, a five thousand dollar used car, yeah, versus alternative commuting options, and it turned out that he would save twenty two thousand dollars over a five year time period by alternative commuting instead of even buying that super cheap used car. So uh, yeah, I love that he ran the numbers and took the time to think through the secondary cost because a five thousand dollar used car that sounds cheap. Yeah, you got a deal. You're not spending hardly anything on transportation. You feel like you're you've conquered the world at that point, right? Yeah, common <laughs> wisdom says if you buy a five thousand dollar used car and keep it for five years, you've done a really good job. You're that's a frugal win, right, for you. And for most people, that that's true. I think I think you know buying a cheap used car is a good way to go. But for David and where he lives and his lifestyle and his priorities, how much money he can save in just five years by alternative commuting versus buying even that cheap used car, man, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I love that he took the time to go through the numbers and and draw conclusion and an informed conclusion. And that's exactly what we were talking about on the secondary cost episode and just knowing what you're getting into before you make the purchase. Yeah, man, that's right. So kudos to David for for doing that and sharing uh, that on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, uh, be sure to give us a follow. Uh, we are How to Money Pod for the podcast, but then we've got our individual accounts as well. I am How to Money Matt, and obviously Joel is How to Money. Joel. I was how to money Frank, but I changed it up because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but yeah, give us a follow on there. And uh, we try to interact with everyone there and kind of share our thoughts. Things that aren't necessarily worth talking about on the podcast, but we'll mention stuff out there and various other things too, like Atlanta United Soccer. Yeah. Or tweeting us what your favorite brewery is. Ooh. Actually, we do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so on that note, uh, we want to also thank David for sending out the Thick Coffee Porter. And that's T-H-I-C-C is how they spell thick. I don't know what that means, but I love it. And this is by Urban Family Brewing Company. What is so incredibly awesome about David is that he sent along not only this beer, but he sent along two pounds of coffee that this porter was brewed with. And this is coffee that he roasted himself because he's the head roaster at the coffee company that he works at. Yeah, Street Bean Coffee Roasters in Seattle. And I had some of his coffee this morning. Did you really? Yeah, in uh, <laughs> cold brew form because that's how I drink mostly in the morning. What? Yeah. 
Even in the winter? Even in the winter, dude. What is wrong with you? Pushing through it. I'm weird like that. What a freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cold brew coffee, it was delicious. It was a little lighter in body. Than yeah, I think it was a medium roast. So it's not like a hearty, dark, super smoky roast. Um, yeah. It was a real subtle, delicate kind of coffee, which was, man, it was, it was a nice way to switch it up. But it still had like a lot of interesting flavor profile notes. Oh, yeah. Even though it was a lighter roast, it had a lot going on. And I am by no means a coffee expert, but I really appreciated it. It was really good. And I'm really kind of excited to see how that coffee influences the taste of this beer too. And before you drink it, don't drink it yet, Joel. We have to drink it together. Dang it. Hold on. <laughs> I wanted to share that the roaster that he works for, um, so it's in Seattle, right? We mentioned that. They specifically are a nonprofit and they provide street-involved young adults apprenticeships where they are trained and employed to be baristas while seeking to exit street life. I mean, that's straight from their website. I think that's an incredible mission, you know, to have a, a coffee company, which are typically for-profit normal companies, but instead they're sort of taking a different approach and, and finding a way to better their community through this business and finding a way to impact the lives of, of those around them that are in need. I think it's amazing. Yeah, we did that recent episode too on meaningful work. What an amazing way to help somebody for the long haul, right? Is to help them find meaningful work, training and employing someone in a meaningful way is so powerful in impacting the overall trajectory of their lives. What a cool thing that David and his company Street Bean Coffee Roasters are doing. We'll post a link in the show notes to to their website so you can kind of check it out a little bit more. But I think it's amazing and beautiful. So again, this is Thick Coffee Porter by Urban Family Brewing Company. Urban Family, I actually hopped over on their Instagram account and I saw this cra- the craziest looking beer I've ever seen in my life on their feed. It was a beer with glitter in it. And you and I were just talking about uh, trolls, like the movie. And there's like glitter. Like <laughs> our girls are into trolls, <laughs> and because the, they got the glitter farts. Yeah, you know, I mean, among other things, it's a ridiculous movie. But they think that's like the funniest thing of all time <laughs> when the trolls fart glitter. But I've heard of this, and I didn't know this was a real thing. But they had a beer that they put edible glitter in five of their beers. They did it like Willy Wonka style. Ooh! And so if you get one of their beers and you pour it, and it had glitter in it. To report to them immediately because you won like a rare release beer and some other things that they're doling out not too long ago. Isn't that crazy? That's a really cool idea. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not sure how often I would want to drink edible glitter, but the fact that you get to actually potentially pour beer and, and realize that you're a winner, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory style, I think that's super cool. That caught my eye and I loved it. Dude, <laughs> don't say Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. That was the remake with Johnny Depp and it was terrible. You didn't okay? like the new one? No. Oh, I thought it was okay, dude. No, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Well, the horizontal elevator? When a movie is one of your favorites of all time, like the remake can't do it justice no matter what. I went in with a closed mind to seeing that movie, okay? <laughs> well, that's why. All right, Matt. So now that we told people about the beer, this thick coffee porter by Urban Family Brewing Company, give me one word you would use to describe it. My single word is black. I thought about using thick since that's what the beer is called. But you know, it's a porter, so it's a little bit thinner. But yeah, my single word is black. All right, buddy. Mine is bold. Bold? Bold. Yeah. You're a bold drinking kind of guy. True story. All right, we'll get to the explanation behind those words and our tasting notes for this beer at the end of the show. But Matt, let's get now to the topic at hand, creating a money roadmap. And it's the beginning of the year, right? It's a perfect time for goal setting. And I don't know about you. I feel like most of us will either set some goals and then we'll quickly screw up, right? We won't be able to achieve those goals. 
by January 24th, half of our goals will have already been wiped off the face of the earth, never to be remembered again. <laughs> and for someone because like... your goals are getting destroyed, huh? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're a little more like me and you didn't set any goals to begin with because that's kind of how I roll. Oh, that's right. You're like that low ambition, uh, I don't set any goals type, right? <laughs> hey, high ambition, no goal setting, okay? That's right. Loosey goosey. Yeah, I go with my gut a little bit more. I'm a little less likely to set intense goals. I have goals. They're in the back of my mind. I know what I want to achieve, but writing them down and like my wife, she loves to take like a couple of hours and sit down with her notepad and think through what her goals for the year are. Right. And for me, I feel like they're just kind of in my brain and I know what I want to accomplish in 2019, but I'm not really writing them down and, and thinking yeah. about them very much. Yeah, your goals are in your stomach, like you said, in your gut. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we have these goals. And just like in other parts of our life, we also want to have goals when it comes to our finances. A lot of times there's resolutions that are set and quickly abandoned, you know, like you mentioned. But we're going to talk about a money roadmap. And a big part of a money roadmap is a budget. And these are things that basically just tell you what to do with your money, right? It's a necessary tool to, to help you actually achieve what it is that you are setting out to achieve, right? Whether it is written down or whether it's just sort of in the back of your head. And so think about this episode like you were taking a trip from Atlanta to Seattle across the country, right? And before Waze or Google Maps existed, you would have had to do something <laughs> unthinkable and print out a MapQuest sheet <laughs> to, to, to plot your trip across the country. And you would, in all likelihood, while you were at your dial-up computer connection, you if you don't know what that is... Come on, dog. We're not that old. Yeah, I know. Okay. But no, but no, I remember dial-up connections, dude. Yeah, I remember too, but I wasn't in college doing dial-up. That's true. All right. <laughs> but you did print out MapQuest directions. And yeah, so multiple pages with turn by turn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so just think about this episode. Is it, That's kind of what we want to do for your money is give you an overarching plan, a process. Here's how you get from Atlanta to Seattle. And your specific directions are going to look a little bit different, right? We don't want you to do things exactly the way we do them. But we want you to kind of figure out how to create that roadmap so that you have a direction and a purpose for your money as you begin this new year. It's not all about creating a budget, although that's part of what we're going to discuss today. But it's something bigger than that. It really is. Creating this money roadmap is is more than just creating a budget and sticking to it. It's thinking with a bigger mindset uh, in mind of what you want to accomplish, not just this year, but how you want to change course really when it comes to your personal finances. Yeah. So my mind is still stuck on ways. Sorry. <laughs> but do you ever use the boy band setting? No, I didn't know it existed. You didn't know that existed, dude? No. Yeah, so there's different voice options. You've never heard the boy band? It's hilarious. It's like, in one mile, turn right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what it sounds like is Stephen Colbert imitating a boy band and then giving Waze directions. Which Waze had Stephen Colbert on there for a minute, right? When he first launched his show. Oh, did it really? Yeah. And I think they had Mr. T, like they've had different oh, voices. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you're right. That's super funny. <laughs> My wife refuses to use Waze and sticks to Google Maps. What? And I don't understand it. I understand Google Maps for certain things, but there's a lot of benefit that Waze has, man. Even though it's owned by Google, it's yeah. amazing that they still <laughs> remain separate entities. But For now. But uh, just a public call out to my wife to pick up your game on that. <laughs> Knowing your money roadmap also gives you freedom to spend, right? And so aside from setting financial goals and keeping your spending in check, 
Dude, for us, the biggest reason that we create a budget is to free ourselves to be able to spend on things just throughout the month without feeling any sense of guilt. Kate, my wife, especially uh, resonates with this. But I do as well. You know, I don't want to have the thought that I could be saving more, hanging over my head while I'm like out getting beers. <laughs> and not only that, but it frees up my mind to not have to do quick math in my head, which I'm honestly pretty terrible at. You just get to follow the plan that you've set out before you. And when you kind of just stick to that plan, you stick to that map. You don't have to make these in the moment decisions where you might be likely to fail or that if you don't do it, you kind of feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. Just like heading down I-85 South is not the quickest way to get to Seattle from Atlanta. Like you're going the wrong direction, <laughs> pull a U-turn, get off at the nearest exit and, and start going north, right? So in the same way that not having a roadmap for a road trip, pre-ways times, of course, uh, can end up with a long trek potentially in the wrong direction. Not having this money roadmap and those financial goals laid out doesn't give you the freedom to spend in the areas that are meaningful to you. And that yep. sucks. And so let's talk about the specific tips for creating this money roadmap in the new year right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, 
thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Joel, let's go ahead and kick it off. We're going to cover now some tips on creating a money roadmap for the new year. The first thing that you want to do is to track your expenses. If you don't already have a budget, you got to track your spending. That is going to be the best way to get that budget started. And you know, you really can't create a well thought out roadmap without knowing where you've been, what you spent money on. By reviewing your spending from the previous year, you can allow that to inform your budget and your goals for the new year. And when you have those goals set, you're able to flesh out your budget, you know, with purpose, with meaning. And it's something that you can really get behind. Yeah, Matt, I feel like tracking your expenses is actually probably personal finance rule number one. Because if you don't know where your money's going, then you don't know how to make changes. You don't know how to act accordingly. Yeah. And in order to create a money roadmap for the future, you have to kind of know the expenses that are currently going on in your life. So that tracking is crucial. Yeah, man, that's how you gather information, right? It's like if you're trying to hit a certain weight, you have to have a scale. You have to start measuring now and know what it is that you're trying to achieve. You have to have the tools that will allow you to reach that goal. So in light of that, taking a look especially at the biggest expenses that you had last year is really important. It helps you plan ahead for the potential biggest expenses that you'll have this year. I feel like usually for people, it's a big ticket item here or there that can completely throw them off their budget game. And by looking at those expenses, when they occurred, what they were for, uh, that threw you off your budget potentially last year, it can help you apportion your money properly for this year and also actually budget for some of those bigger ticket items that are recurring, but ended up blindsiding you anyway. And in particular, looking back at your credit card statements or at a budget tracking tool like Mint can help you to see all of your expenses in one place so that you can kind of quickly identify what those major expenses were. Yeah. And those bigger expenses like that, man, like those are honestly the easier ones to address and attack because you can take those, you can break them up into monthly payments that you set aside or earmark for that specific expense. And so I'm thinking of something uh, boring like car insurance. Like it's a yearly thing because obviously you pay once a year because you get that discount. What's up? And if you divide that out by 12, you've got your monthly payment and you're paying that to yourself. You're just setting it aside. And that way, when the bill comes, you've got that amount there for you ready to go. And it doesn't catch you by surprise. And you're not having to dip into 
any other funds uh, in order to go ahead and pay that bill and get that discount. Yeah, but a lot of people let an expense like that completely blindside them, even though it is something that they could have planned for a little bit better. That's right, man. And so that's like a boring example, but something even that's more fun, right? Like I've mentioned before that I've got my sights set on sort of a family road trip that I would like to take my family on uh, this coming summer. And that's something that I can go ahead and estimate the cost. I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost, but I can go ahead and decide that, you know, we're probably going to spend about this much, or I can decide this is how much we will spend. You know, I can just set a budget. And by dividing that out between now and then, I know how much I can set aside monthly. That way, when the time comes, it doesn't quite feel nearly as difficult. And so that's really important that to know that this isn't just a reactive or passive activity where you're reacting to last year's bills, but this is something that you can be proactive about. We want you to look ahead at the coming year and dream about what it is that you want to be able to do with your money, whether that's save up for a down payment on a house, maybe pay off that car with a high interest rate, take a trip to visit relatives, or even putting together an emergency fund that you've never been able to do before. Yeah, and it's important, Matt, with those goals to be specific because it's really hard to make any progress if you have just a general goal of right. saving more money. Yep. Right? That's, uh, of course, like we all want to do that. But without the specific goals in mind, it becomes so much harder to make any progress. Yeah. And just putting a name on something, right? Like if you know that the reason that we're saving is because we want to take this vacation or I want to be able to own my car outright by a certain period of time. If you know that this is why I'm saving, this is why we're setting aside this money. All of a sudden, it, it has a face. It has a name. It's not just you feeling like you're being cheap all the time. It's you've identified a goal and you're doing all that you can to, to achieve that. And that's just so important. Okay, so those are bigger, maybe more grandiose, larger goals that you have in life. Joel, what about like smaller goals that, that you might want to achieve? Yeah, man, I think big goals are awesome, right? And we feel like we can gain a lot of ground in a shorter amount of time by having super big goals. And I love having one or two big goals every year that I really want to accomplish, whether it's you know buy another investment property or take a trip to visit a relative that I, you know, I haven't seen in a long time. Those are awesome. But I think there's so much power in the small changes that we can make too. And we don't focus enough on that. Ultimately, making small incremental changes in your financial life can have a huge effect over a long period of time. And there's a fancy term for this. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. Ooh, fancy boy. I know, right? So consider setting a goal to increase your 401k contribution by like 1% and maybe do that every six months or every year even if you find it difficult to do it every six months. That is a small move that you can make right now that has almost no impact on your take-home pay, but begins to, over time, compound on itself and begin to bring you towards uh, an area, a place of greater financial freedom. So I love the idea of making small changes in your life, whether it is deciding that you're going to bring your lunch to work every day next year or attempting to bike to work one day a week, right? Whatever it is, making a small change can over time have a large effect. It's so much more rewarding to tackle a big goal and knock it out, right? But that's also much harder to do. The easy things are the small things. And those are the things that I feel like if you will focus on a few small things in 2019, a, a few changes that you can make, that you're, you're well on your way to creating a money roadmap that brings you to your final destination in fine fashion. But if you can't change those small things, you're going to have a really hard time tackling any of the big things that we just talked about either. 
Man, and that's just what's so awesome as well, right? With even big goals is that by creating that money roadmap that you break those larger goals down into smaller pieces. And just like you said, like having those small bite-sized pieces that are manageable and that you can accomplish and succeed at doing month after month, like that is how you achieve ultimate success. And that's how you really achieve not only the small goals month to month, but also those bigger goals like we mentioned. Yeah, Matt. And keeping it simple is another huge part of creating a money roadmap. Every goal that you have or every change that you want to make doesn't have to be this major monumental effort. It doesn't have to be this major change that you make to your finances because that's just not the way things work for us most of the time, right? And the more difficult it is to create this goal or this destination on your money roadmap, the more likely you are to skip it altogether. So make sure it's a task or something that you can handle. You're looking for progress, not a miracle, right? Yeah, so often you can kind of get bogged down with the details and you end up not taking any action at all. And so I think like one of the simplest and easiest ways uh, that someone could do that is to do cash. This isn't something I do personally, but if you are looking for ways to curb your spending, if you're looking for ways to keep things incredibly simple and that you know that, okay, I only want to spend, say, $400 this month on groceries for myself. Or you realize that, man, I spend a ton of money going out to eat every, every single month. Set aside a specific dollar amount. A lot of times people will refer to this as the cash envelope system. Figure out whatever it is that might work for you. You know, it helps to know yourself and to know what has worked in the past. We just don't want you to overcomplicate things. Yeah, man, I, I truly think that that's one of the reasons that most people either A, don't get started with budgeting or tracking their expenses or really starting to create like this larger, this bigger money roadmap. It's because they overcomplicate it in their mind and right. they think that to get started, that it has to be complex. And I really think that it can be simple, that you can make a few small changes that you can create even just a few small goals and get started. I think that the value in getting started even when it's small, is completely undervalued. Right. <laughs> it's such an important thing for us as humans to get started in the right direction, to get off on the right foot. And that almost breeds the ability to take on more complex things later on. But right now, I mean, start simple. If you feel like you're on square one, hey, that's okay. Like start and start simple. The act of making a little progress almost ensures that you're going to make more progress further down the road. Yeah, man. And speaking of simplification, uh, we're going to take a quick break. But right after that, we're going to cover a specific tip that will allow you to, to definitely keep things simple. In addition to creating and then sticking to your money roadmap. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. 
This is where Cachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm-hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Matt, back from the break. My favorite way to keep it simple is to put it on autopilot. Create a system where you literally pay yourself first. So like we were talking about with the 401k contributions, it becomes automatic. You add 1% to your contribution level every six months or every year if you can't handle six months. It's automatic. Or you can create a separate savings account where part of your paycheck goes. That way you don't even see it. That's like a forced method of savings, a way of building up an emergency fund. Autopilot can be a way to take your fickle moods or desires out of the process of creating this money roadmap. That does sound like a wonderful tip if you had an actual paycheck. Oh, you make money, please. Yeah, I mean, I make money, but it doesn't come in the form of an actual paycheck. Like, I don't get a paycheck with a stub. Everybody talks about these pay stubs. What does that even look like? I don't know. So do you feel like there's no autopilot system that works for you because of the way that you get paid? Yeah, man. That's that's a big challenge of being self-employed is just not having, for me specifically, not having a steady income. And so you can't say, you can't automate and you can't designate a, a certain portion of your paycheck to go into whatever brokerage it is that you've got your money invested through. So it makes it tough, but 
at the same time, there's, there's upsides to it too, right? And so when I do save and when I do invest, I'm doing it very actively. And because of that, I'm very aware of what I'm saving and what I'm not spending my money on. So, you know, there's ups and downs for sure. Yeah, I, th- I can see why it is a little bit harder to come up with an autopilot kind of system for someone whose paychecks are a little more erratic, maybe a really big one this month, and you maybe don't earn nearly as much next month. That's that's harder to, to budget, and it's harder to autopilot any sort of investing or savings. So yeah, I could see it taking more intentionality and the ability just to, to make sure you do put aside a bigger chunk in the months that are good. Yeah, man, that's how uh, Kate and I do it. And on that note, our next tip is to don't go it alone. If you have a spouse or a significant other, it's really, really helpful to set goals together so that you are both on board and that you're not just one part of the relationship trying to do these things that the other side doesn't. You're not going to get very far. You know, and if you don't have a significant other or a spouse, you could try to get friends to do their own budget or set their own goals and and have their own money roadmap to hold each other accountable. This is something you can do together. You can encourage each other and just talk about it. Just the act of talking about it and encouraging each other can go so far when it comes to making progress with your finances. Yeah, for some reason, I'm getting the image in my mind of like a three-legged race. And (laughs) if you're doing this uh, money roadmap with your spouse or significant other, and you guys just aren't on the same page, you don't have the same goals in mind, you're not headed in the same direction, I mean, it's really hard to run a three-legged race if that's the case. It ain't going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You're you're bound for misfortune, I think. So it really is important, I think, to make these plans together. It's important to have your own personal goals aside from your goals as a couple. But if you're on a road trip together, right, in the same car, heading towards the same destination, you're both going to have opinions about how to get there and where you should stop. And I feel like the same thing is true of a money roadmap as a couple. You both should have influence. And it's important to sit down together to set those goals, to think through your money roadmap, because you'll each be able to help each other when the going gets tough and encourage one another when you have successes along the way. So on the note of roadmap, I just remembered how I used to have a roadmap that I would keep in my car when I went off to college that I kept under the seat. And it was one of those big ones, the Rand McNally's. Like you mentioned MapQuest earlier, but did you ever have an actual atlas, like a United States Rand McNally? In my case, I think it was 2004 <laughs> Rand McNally roadmap. I don't think so. No? <laughs> I don't feel like I ever like had a true actual atlas. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like I ever had to do a road trip with one of those. And I feel like there's something about just opening the map and be like, I want to go here. Another tip, not on creating your money roadmap, but on sticking to it. And that is to not lose sight of your numbers. And what I'm talking about, dude, is literally don't lose sight of your numbers. If you're using Mint or another budgeting app like that, pull it out of your utilities folder and actually put it on your phone's home screen. Maybe you can like replace it with an app that you know you use often. Or if you're going to go old school and you've got it written out on paper, you can make copies and print it out and put it all over your place. You want to have it there as a reminder of what you're achieving and what you're striving after. I found that personally, it's just incredibly helpful just to have that goal, that numerical goal set there right before you. Or if it's just a certain spending amount that you know you can't go over. If it's something that you're revisiting often, well, you're going to be more likely to stick to it. So when it comes to uh, budgeting and creating that money roadmap, make sure it's something that is accessible and that's always there right in front of you. Yeah. So speaking of that, Matt, there's an app called Dollar Bird that I just found out about recently. 
And I think it's really cool because it kind of works on a calendar type system. It is an app ooh, that doesn't hook up like Mint to your account. So people that are worried about privacy, you don't have to worry about that. Whereas Mint has the credentials to your accounts and, and pulls all the information in. Dollarbird is completely unlike that. What you do is you manually enter the purchases that you make on the Dollarbird app. So there's no need to connect your accounts, which is cool. And there's something kind of visceral about typing in the amount that you're spending right. at a particular place on the app. I could see it almost like as a spending aversion tool at the, at the at the same time as tracking your spending because you almost decide that maybe that $3 coffee isn't worth it because I'm going to have to pull up my phone yeah. and type in that expenditure, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. So I think Dollar Bird seems really cool. You can see it kind of gives you an overall view of where your finances are going and at the same time tracks individual expenses like really well. So we'll put a link to to that app. It's for iOS and for Android in the show notes. But but I kind of like where that app is going. And I feel like it can help a lot of people, especially people who are in the beginning stages of creating a money roadmap and in particular need help with that tracking capability that we mentioned a little bit earlier on in the show. Other apps that we have talked about, like, you know, we've already mentioned on the show, but Mint, a lot of folks love and use You Need a Budget. And some folks out there are still like me and go old school and just punch it out in an Excel file. Personally, I tattoo each expense on my arm. And <laughs> because it takes so long and it's so painful, exactly. <laughs> it's a true, it's, it, it truly keeps me from wanting to spend money. Yeah. Me- memento style, right? Exactly. <laughs> With like a pen and just digging in. Yep. I will never forget. <laughs> but truly, Matt, creating a money roadmap, right? There are a lot of tips that we've given in this episode, but it's so important to keep that destination where you're going at the forefront. Are you trying to get to a place where you don't have to worry about money anymore? That's an amazing goal. Are you looking to change careers or do you have the lofty goal of achieving financial independence in a shorter amount of time than most people? Whatever your destination is, whatever that end goal is on your money roadmap, that is something that you're going to want to keep at the forefront consistently. Remembering where you're going, why you're going there and what exciting lays ahead I feel like however you can put that in front of yourself, whether it's a message on the mirror while you're brushing your teeth every morning, whatever it is that's going to keep that end destination at the forefront often in your life, a calendar reminder to have that conversation with your significant other or with your best friend once a month over a beer, that's going to help you find success uh, as you tackle the, the smaller goals on your way to reaching your destination. All right, Joel, let's get back to some, uh, some tasting notes. All right, so Matt, we're drinking the Thick T-H-I-C-C Coffee Porter by Urban Family Brewing Company, given to us by our new friend, friend of the show, David. David the, in Seattle. David in Seattle. And the word I gave for this beer at the beginning of the show was bold. Bold. And the reason I said bold was because it really was this bold, in-your-face coffee flavor. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the beer. Uh, a porter is not my typical go-to style, but a coffee porter really kind of get, amps it up get some buy-in for me yeah yeah because yeah, i love <laughs> i love me some coffee and a coffee beer because it's had such bold coffee flavors it really piqued my interest and i man i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah man for me my word was black and the reason i said that was because not only was this a coffee porter but it was a black coffee porter in the sense that it didn't have sugar or cream in it it was a little bit bitter kind of had like those uh bitter chocolate notes going on for it, but it was still really balanced and a really enjoyable porter. I guess lately we've had some more barrel-aged stouts and porters, things like that. Which, yeah, the, the sweeter varieties. Yeah, it imparts a lot of sugar, which I do naturally like. 
or I'm drawn to, but it's also good to, to have something like this where you realize, oh, I don't necessarily need all that flavor and sugar going on in order for me to enjoy this beer. I thought this was fantastic. And yet again, it's always nice having a dark beer like this in the wintertime. In the cold, dark winter months, it feels exceptionally appropriate. Although I'm not going to be upset when spring comes around, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. Uh, real quick, what would you uh, rate this beer on untapped? So I think I'd give it a 3.75. That's right in my wheelhouse of like super freaking solid beers. I'm with you. I'll say 3.75. Solid, awesome beer. I'm not sure we'll ever get the chance to drink this again. Urban Family Brewing. And if you're ever in the Seattle area, be sure to check out Street Bean as well. They've got an awesome mission going on there. And uh, maybe you'll, you'll meet our friend David. All right, Matt. Let's wrap it up with our favorite takeaways from this episode. And for me, man, having clear goals actually allows you to have freedom to spend on the things that matter to you the most. And I think uh, when you're creating a money roadmap, that's an important thing to remember because it's easy to try to clamp down on everything. But part of the reason, right, that we drink a beer every episode is because it's something that matters to us a lot. And we don't mind putting our money where our mouth is in that regard. And we save well in a bunch of other areas. So just remembering that having clear goals can give you that freedom to spend on the things that really truly do matter to you is an important reason why you should be creating a money roadmap. And another thing is that you want to plan for the big expenses. And these are things that might be boring, things that you kind of have to pay. Uh, I mentioned car insurance. It's something that you have to pay and you're required by law to. And also the things that are just way more exciting, the things that you're going to shape your summers around or something that you know you've got your sights set on, say, this fall. When you have a goal, like Joel mentioned before, and you have a time frame, then you can easily break down that bigger goal into these smaller bite-sized chunks that you can attack and knock out every single month. Yeah, man. And small changes over a long period of time equal big change. And lastly, it's crucial to keep your destination at the forefront often. So whether that's a sign on your mirror or a regular conversation with somebody that is actively involved in your life, continue to ask yourself the question, where are you going? Because knowing your destination, knowing the end that's in sight can not only motivate you to do well when it comes to those small incremental changes that will add up over time for you, it'll just reinforce the behaviors that you are instilling in your life and reframe them from being something that is deprivation oriented to something that is truly goal oriented and helping you get to the place that you want to go. Yeah, man. And honestly, you know, this really makes me think of our episode that we did on the why behind money. And this is what that episode was all about. It was just all about setting goals. What is it that you're seeking? What is it that you're chasing after? When you have those goals, it makes everything else so much easier. It gives you clarity. And that's the thing. We don't want this to just be a New Year's resolution that you just forget about and that you kind of fall off the wagon. We want this to be something that you're continually re-energized to pursue. And when you have that huge, big why behind that money, that is able to empower you even when you don't want to. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can head over to the website, howtomoney.com. As always, we'll have some show notes up there for you to check out. And if you like this show, let us know. And the best way to do that is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us know how we're doing as host of this show and also help other people that might be interested in personal finance find out about this podcast. And so until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.
It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.